Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. I'm Guido, along with Scoot. Every man, a mountaineer. And Johnson. Haha, ha, take that, Purple Kansas. You thought you had us. You didn't. Haha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. There was no Bruce Weber, which I gotta admit, kind of made me sad a little bit. I was looking forward to being annoyed by Bruce Weber for a whole game. Well, do you think they get back to Man Scoot, the little apple? I know you love that. Do you think a they get back apple. to do you think they get back to Manhattan and they're like, that kind of went well? Like maybe we, we maybe we should forget uh coach more often. I think they go home and think at our place, we've got them because yeah, we almost had them at their place. that's a good point. No, that's a good point. I and do too. And we were understaffed without our coach and yeah. coaching staff for the most part. Yeah. So WVU beats K-State 71-68 to in the Coliseum on Saturday. But, guys, it was an ugly win. I mean, second half of the game, we definitely dominated. WVU came back, took control of the game. First half was a mess. First 15, first 10 minutes was atrocious. It was just horrible West Virginia basketball. K-State comes into the game. They only have, what, seven, eight, eight scholarship eight players scholarship playing? Eight scholarship players. And they had uh, an assistant coach and a graduate assistant that were coaching the team. Bruce Weber, everybody else out on COVID. Bruce Weber complains to the Big 12 about making them travel to Morgantown and play the game. Big 12 doesn't listen, still makes them go. <laughs> the Big 12, The Big 12 says, wait. Which Kansas are you? Oh no, you gotta go. Oh no, you gotta go. You got. You guys gotta go. Sorry, I thought you were the blue Kansas. No, you guys gotta go. You aren't the blue Kansas. I mean, the first half of this game was just terrible. Guido, we're gonna be we're gonna be run if Taz doesn't start strong in a game. We're gonna be down at halftime. That's the bottom line. I think that's how this team's gonna go. Like, I because I don't think from what I've seen, Sean McNeil's not a like a big ball of energy in the first half typically he typically has to kind of warm himself up and and you see that a lot with outside shooters too right I mean so it's a lot of times um, they don't necessarily start hot they have to warm up and if Taz isn't scoring a bunch in the beginning we're going to be close well or down but, but scoot at like this game I you're right I don't I don't necessarily disagree, but at the under 12 timeout in this game, we were down 21 to six, six, six. It was, it was cr crazy. But here's the thing, like Huggins said in the pregame with Tony Caridi, he said that, you know, Taz was going to be limited, that Taz was coming in, you know, that he got hit by COVID the worst and that he lost all this weight. And so Taz doesn't, I mean, overall, Taz doesn't see a ton of playing time, still plays 31 minutes, but that's way down from his 38, 39 that he's been seeing most this season well and the other big the other big story is the guy that we've needed to step up all season long who did for one game was back to being somewhat absent in this game we don't see Jalen do much of anything well and two points two well points and the he whole only scooted you know my gripe and from the Jaylen, foul line right he, we yeah, he only were... took two shots he only attempted two field goals he was over two that's that whole thing that you've been talking about Johnson where it's Get the ball to Taz and and Sean, and we'll stand and let's maybe try to get a rebound if they miss. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not gonna you know pile on Jalen if he misses. But what I really get frustrated with is he he's it's just if you only watch if you don't watch the game now I think Jalen's active, but I mean if you only look at the box score, it's like man this guy is not getting 
he's not scoring. Well, he's short, not but looking he's, to he's, find his own shot. He's, yeah, not, he's even not even getting shots up. Right. Yeah, I mean, there was one point in the game, and I think this was late in the first half, where Jalen got the ball. He was open for a three. He was wide open for a three, and he sh- and he passed it, and he passed the ball. Yeah, I just kind of hate it because you see that flash at Texas. Right now, I know that was a weird game, but you obviously know he can do it. So in a game like this where you've got some people going and where ice you cold, need him to step yeah, in just because go we're ahead down, and, right? Go ahead and yeah. get some shots up. But what happens there? Because you think Texas would have been a confidence builder for him. Like you think he would have come out of that Texas game going, all right, give me the ball. I think it's the dynamic, Guido. I think it's the dynamic of when he's in the game with who he's in the game with. They default and go back to get the ball to Taz, get the ball to Sean. They don't really work to run through an offense where different guys are actually getting good looks and and shots. Um, I will say this, Kansas State, they've got a couple of guys that I would love to have on WVU. That Noel point guard, at one point, I think in the first half, he had eight points and eight assists. Maybe that was at halftime. Like, we would... die to have something like that where a guy's got eight assists i I think he finished the double double like that's the kind of that's the presence we're missing at the point guard position if you had something like that to go with taz or sean and his job is to you know get the ball to those guys and distribute that's what we're missing and a lot of times he was getting down into the low block area before he dished the ball off so i mean he was getting good penetration into the yeah No, I, um, I agree with that. I, I've he, been wanting that for a while. Yeah, you're right. He was a pretty good player. I was impressed with him, and I was also impressed with um, that that big Thickums, uh, Bradford. Yeah. We're missing a guy like that. Well, he was he a had, dude. Yeah, he was yeah, a dude. He had Maybe a couple of dunks back-to-back. Yeah. I mean, it was he was a pretty solid force inside, and we didn't have much to stop him at times. Yeah, but I will say, guys, like you, you say that, Scoop, but Keedy Johnson, Keedry Johnson had – a pretty good game. I mean, 11 points. He was four from nine from the field. He had, I think, what, three, four assists. So, I mean, he he's starting. I, I will say he's progressing. I think that what we've seen is him progress more towards that role. Um, I think Huggins has got to let the reins go a little bit more, but he played 30 minutes. I mean, so he's not a bad player on on defense. He's great on offense. He's very skittish to me. Like I. I'd like him to be a little less I, – I think he tries to do a bunch of things at one time or, or doesn't know what to do at one time, and and it seems kind of skittish. He doesn't feel very um, – to me – now, again, this is just my opinion. He doesn't feel very comfortable for me to watch and for him to play, if that makes any sense. Like, it seems like he's jittery. And because of that, it doesn't feel like, okay, we're in good hands. Yeah, but he goes – I mean, overall, he had a good second half, Guido. I I would agree with you. He goes four of nine, um, only turns the ball over two times, grabs six rebounds. I mean, I'm I'm happy with that. And I think, unfortunately, Malik Curry took another what looked like a really bad ankle injury, rolled his ankle in the second half. I think I read later he was in a walking boot. So, you know, I think – we, we don't have a huge um, amount of options at the point guard to begin with, so I think Kobe Johnson played some good minutes in this game back from COVID. I thought Kedrian played a nice second half. I, I think my takeaway, though, was I I just, you know, people on Twitter were, you know, I follow everyone on, on WVU Twitter. A lot of people were chiming in saying, what's the deal with these first halves? And I'm kind of getting that way, too, where, like, I don't understand how you can come out and score almost 50 points in a second half when you struggle so bad in the first half, I, is it, is it, 
you know, you looked at Kansas is only bringing like six or eight players and they're not that great to begin with. And you just sort of go through the motions in the first half. I, I can't really figure that out yet. Yeah, this is multiple games that we've come out tremendously flat in the first half. 10 for 31, 32 percent from the field in the first half. Second half, 16 for 32 were 50 percent from the field. Three point wise, you know, two for 10 from the field, 20 percent. So, again, you know, this team who has been terrible at so many things for so long is can play, uh, but they just can't play in the first half, Scooty. I think I have the solution. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Prior to the game. Yeah. Typically, now in college, it can be a little bit different, but a lot of times before the start of a game, guys will go out, they'll get some shots in, they'll get loose, they'll warm up, the coach will bring them in to talk to them, kind of give them last minute, hey, this is the game plan, this is who we're looking at, this is who we're watching, this is what we're going to do. Then they go back out and they finish warming up, and then the game starts. They do the starting lineups. Well, maybe instead of calling it our pregame talk, we call it our halftime talk. Okay. Before the game, little psychology. Yeah, little, you just because tell them, you tell them you guys stunk so much yes, at warmups. You, you, you were terrible. We need Huggins to rip into them. Yeah. Before the game, right. Not just at halftime. Next time you're at Little General, tell them I did not send you. That's how and you guys. That's sucked. maybe the problem is that they're not getting ripped. <laughs> they're because they're definitely getting ripped at halftime. They're not getting ripped before the game, and I I do think there's a lot of what you said, right? Because um, perception a lot of times is everything, and a lot of times, um, as athletes and coaches, in your mind you kind of and you shouldn't, but it's it's human nature to kind of have in your mind, how you think things are going to play out based on the different situation or scenario. And like you said, they've got eight scholarship guys, two coaches, one of them's an assistant coach, and one's a – They're purple. One's a <laughs> still in school. That's the other – the other assistant coach yeah. for that game is still currently a student. <laughs> right, like, right, right. Yeah. hey, come on, let's go. Like, you're <laughs> thinking this is like a pickup game at the rack. Right. Uh, and because like, – that's the other side of it is that, hey, those eight guys, they were all their high school's best players. They were all um, – and some of those guys were probably highly recruited. I would venture to guess that Damian or Davion, whatever his name is, Bradford, was probably pretty highly recruited. He's like a 6'11 behemoth kind well, of guy. and look they're still gonna come out it's not like they don't want to be there they don't want to play oh, they don't want to win and they've you got know? yeah they've got the mojo right they've got the the edge to to because they're the underdog now and they've got well, even a bigger story well what do you think i'm gonna throw one other thing out there i think guido will probably maybe back me up on this scoot's gonna give me the eye roll i can already feel it from here but one thing i he didn't have a huge impact in the game i don't think seven points total but isaiah cottrell got up 11 shots guido he was more active on the boards to me. I like his little like hook in the lane that he's trying to develop. Like I I know it didn't show up like points wise, but for some reason when I finished watching this game and I was trying to think of like, you know, this was a tough game to watch for huge parts of it, but what did I like? And I that was one of the things I thought I I liked seeing him way he felt way more active and I liked that. Yeah. And I hope that continues. Yeah, he was definitely more aggressive. I mean, three for 11 from the field. I think that the only problem is you can be aggressive 
and have eleven take eleven shots a game, but you got to make more than three. No, right. I think that's I, yeah. that's that's where his issue is going to be. I mean, other three for at least, and I will say the one good thing about those eleven shots, none of them, none of them were three pointers. So he wasn't trying yeah, to do you that. You just took yeah that you're that's I'm so glad you brought that up because my my thing with Cottrell lately had been. You know, he's I, I don't see him ever trying to be assertive in the lane. Now, I know that he probably doesn't he'd probably like to be more of a jump shooter. But I love I love this game that he's trying to develop more in the lane. I hope we see more of that. I, I really liked that. Is it, you know, to your point, let's do better than three of 11. But I mean, I like getting up more shots. I, I like just seeing him being more active. I hope it continues. Scooty, I mean, I think that the biggest thing with this team is they need to play better in the first half. And they're going to have to play. They're going to have to score more. They're going to have to be more offensively uh, consistent if they're going to want to compete in the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah, they've well, they've got to get scoring from people other than Sean McNeil and Taz. It that's has to be that's the, going to be the key to success, right? Because if they're just relying on those two guys, and we know with COVID, and we know with outside shooters. That could be streaky, and that might be non-existent at times. So other guys have got to get comfortable being assertive and and wanting the ball on offense. Uh, I feel like, as crazy as this sounds, if I were to rank who's the most assertive on offense, obviously I'd say Taz is number one. I would say Sean is maybe number two, but I would say, oddly enough, Gabe Osaboyan is probably right there with Sean as far as trying to get the ball somewhere on offense. He's he's not great at doing it, but he's trying to do it. So that's – and the other guys aren't, I guess, is how I feel. I mean, now, that's not necessarily right. the 100% Well, and truth, you guys – and you know me, Scoot. Like, I'm a huge Gabe Osaboyan fan, and, like, him being back on Saturday was – I think changed the tone of the game a lot defensively. I mean, you you look at just the minutes alone and time down. I mean, Polly Polycap and Diamond Kerrigan both go to three minutes, and Gabe comes in and plays twenty eight minutes of that game. He has thirteen leads the team in 12, 12 rebounds. You know, he's and like this is again one of those things they a stat that they don't like deflections or whatever you want to call it. Like his hands are everywhere on the defensive side of the ball. I just wish that he could hit more shots or be a little more confident in, like, you know, dunking, laying the ball in, maybe like a three-foot jumper. Like, that would be okay. Yeah, and Scoot, I think, I mean, we we can, I'm not going to harp too much on this, but I don't think we're being fair enough to Kedrian Johnson because I think when he plays, like, he had a great second half. He didn't have a great first half. But in the second half, like we said, he goes four of nine. He has a couple drives to the basket that I was so happy to see. Tell me you guys noticed that, too, where he just he took the ball to the hoop. And my dad and I were watching the game, and we were both, like, at the same time commenting, like, man, that is that is so nice to see someone just take it to the rack because for whatever reason we have not been doing that. I thought JB might do that a little bit more. But I think if Kedrian can be – you know, like if the, if the lanes there, take it, if not dish it, I, I think that's scoot. When you say someone else has to be more assertive, I'm going to keep harping on someone has to be assertive in a way that allows Sean more so, but Sean and Taz to get space to take their shots. These games where teams can just 
blanket them at the three-point line and everyone stands and watches just drives me crazy because we're going to have a hard time scoring any points that way. Well, Scooty, and I think it, you know, I don't think it's going to be JB. So I think it has to be Kedrian Johnson. Like, I think if you're looking for that third guy to put up points, you know, if Isaiah can start hitting his shots, that's great. But I, I don't think it's going to be JB like we had all hoped. I think Kedrian Johnson's your next best option there. Well, he's he's active. I'll give him that. He is he is more active than JB. And and again, I you know, there's a lot of a lot of things at play. I know it, it shouldn't really matter, but Jalen is not a senior. Those other guys are all seniors. Um, sometimes that plays a role because you are following their lead. They're probably the you know some of the captains on the team. So you're kind of like. It's just what you do when you're an underclassman. You kind of fall in rank. Unless you're some sort of really super special high-end talent, That's and that's rare, um, a lot of times you just kind of fall in line with, with what you're being told. And this team's so senior heavy, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where I think Jalen probably is just kind of like, it's not my time yet. It'll be my time eventually. Well, I don't know, but I think I'm harping on Kedrian because he also steps to the line at the end of the game, and I thought he hit two enormous foul shots. You know, when they were trying to keep it close and slow the game down, I thought Kedrian stepped to the line. When I would have preferred them fouling Taz or Sean, Kedrian hits two two huge foul shots. So anyway, I think he played a great second half. I'd love to see that assertiveness continue. I'd love to see Isaiah Cottrell continue getting shots up, and I would like to see JB be more more assertive, just getting shots up too. I I think I went from feeling terrible about this game to you know you pull it out. It's a conference win. It wasn't the most beautiful work of art, but I'll take it because we're, I mean, we're conference wins in this conference are going to be hard to come by. I know the situation was weird, but Hey, you know, it could have gotten away from us and it could have been something that's really like, Oh boy. You know, cause I think things like that snowball too, you lose a game like that. And then it's like, man, that's super negative going into your next, your next game. So I'm glad they, you know, they didn't quit. They pulled it out. I'll take it. It's a conference win. Definitely. Definitely. So WVU faces Oklahoma state on Tuesday in the Coliseum. That game is on ESPNU. Guys, it's a nine o'clock tip for that game, so I hope you don't have to get up too early for work this day. <laughs> like, I sound like an old man when I say that, but uh, but Oklahoma State comes to the Coliseum. Oklahoma State right now is eight and five. A couple of key things to remember about Oklahoma State: this is an Oklahoma State that lost to an Oakland team early on in November that we beat. So we beat Oakland. Oh, I remember this, that. They yeah. lost. They lost fifty-five, fifty-six to this, but but. Oklahoma State the other day beat Texas on Saturday. They won that game 64 to 51. So, you know, tit for tat right there. I mean, I don't know. WVU needs to be able to uh, compete against them. And then, of course, Saturday, a big day for WVU. We travel to Allen Fieldhouse. Huggins still looking for his first win ever in Allen Fieldhouse against Kansas. That game is nationally televised, CBS. 130 in Kansas right now, 12 and 2. I think they're ranked, depending on what poll you look at, they're like fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere around there, guys. So big game for WVU. I just hate the fact I'm very nervous, Johnson, about going in and playing a Kansas on national television on a Saturday, you know, prime TV game and getting beat out the 
field house. Well, but wouldn't it be the most us thing to do for this team, this version of the team to be the one that went in and got a win in Allen Fieldhouse? So I you know, I don't know. My I'm like you. I'm right here talking about it. I'm a lot more nervous, you know, just thinking about that and thinking about a CBS audience viewing in to watch it. But who knows? You know, I'm going to go in open-minded, Scoot. Well, I was going to say maybe uh, the NCAA will rule on uh, Bill Self in Kansas, and he might not be there. I I don't think that'll happen. I mean, that's wishful thinking, but I don't don't think that'll happen. So You don't think three years into the making they're going (laughs) to come down with a decision? I think they've forgotten about it by now. Somebody, (laughs) it's like, it's like on the bottom of of somebody's pile on a desk in a cubicle in the middle of an Indianapolis I did see building that he, right now. He would not be held responsible for anything. Or it's it's so stupid. I wouldn't hold it's your so breath. Stupid. Stupid. Okay. I hear though everybody who's coming in to the stadium gets free Adidas's that day. I mean, I, I think that's the that's the giveaway free free Adidas shoes. Uh, so, anyways, that's coming up on Saturday, nationally televised CBS one thirty tip right now uh against kansas guys let's talk about football a lot of little things to talk about here uh you know last week we had mike kazaza on we talked a lot about this football team who's coming back dante stills in the middle of when we were meeting with him and recording uh puts his announcement up there um he needs seven more sacks johnson he needs seven sacks maybe this is why he i think this is why he came back he needs seven sacks to uh, tie his dad for number two all time on the WVU sack list. Yeah, do you think when they're like, you know, eating dinner or whatever, they're like, hey, uh, hey, dad, you been checking out these sack stats lately? You know, like that's that's a cool conversation. Gary Stills was one of my favorite 90s. You know, we had some killer defenses in the 90s. He was, you know, one of the stalwarts on those defenses. That's, that's super cool. And he had, if I'm remembering correctly, I think, I think he had seven sacks this past season, so it's certainly in the realm of what he can do. That'll be fun to watch. You know, that'll be I th- that'll probably be something. You know, we're watching game to game next year. I'm sure. Right, right. Uh, other news happening out of WVU football: Sean Ryan enters the transfer portal. Uh, so, so it sounds like, even though I don't think it's 100 percent official yet, it sounds like he's heading to Rutgers to play Johnson. Yeah, and I think uh, I need. I need the tracker in front of me. It's hard to keep track, right, of all these moves, but I think he was recruited early, you know, around when he before he came to WVU with with Rutgers. Now he's um now he's heading back that way. Everything would indicate I, well, and it's it's his neck of the woods sort of because he's from what, Brooklyn, I think. I think he's from New York. Yeah, and, yeah right. Yeah, and yeah. he went to Boston College and this is getting him a little bit closer to home. Um, so that makes, but it continues to like, just, you know, thin out this wide receiver room that is pretty much a big open space right now. Right. I mean, there's, (laughs) there's yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton posted on Instagram or on Twitter this week the uh do you remember the Will Smith when he was the very last episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air oh, where yeah. he's standing in the living yeah. room by himself <laughs> so out. that's yeah. what he tweeted out this week like yeah everything like, the room was empty and everybody had moved out and he just like looks around the room kind of sad well Bryce Ford Wheaton tweeted that this week and it's true like Winston right now transferred out I think he's going to Florida State is what it looks like uh that room is pre- is pretty empty at this point and which is surprising because a month ago, when that first sort of transfer portal craziness went on, the the wide receivers room looked pretty good. Like we hadn't lost a lot of people. And then in the past, like since the bowl game, everybody's jumped ship, Scooty. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that Bryce Ford Wheaton is still there uh, and Caden Prather. The, those seem to be the two names that we have still 
there. I don't, I don't know who else we even have to be on uh, Reese, Reese Smith. We have Reese Smith. He's still there, but, um, it is, it's a lot thinner and I haven't heard of a lot of, like I said, that's the other thing. That's the other side of this thing. Right. So we've got all these names going a lot of out, a lot out, a lot of, out. A lot of exports, not a, not not a, a whole lot of imports, not a whole lot of imports is there like, yeah, for as many guys as we see leaving, <laughs> we don't like, uh, yeah, it's not don't have any, we're yeah. not bringing in, uh, Lynn J Dixon. That's one of the few right. imports. Uh, what's the, uh, the wide receiver. He's from Juco though. I think he was a Juco wide receiver. Yeah. But I mean, look what you're doing, Look, but I mean, look what you're doing. You're, you're like, what? There's a lot that they need to do between now and February 2nd to fix. I mean, a lot of things, guys, a lot of things, but uh, running back on from the Delaware state, side. like uh, that's what we're bringing. Like, you don't hear, oh, this guy's coming to us from uh, Mississippi, and this guy's coming to us from Boston College, and this guy, he's we've picked up a guy from Michigan State. We're not getting those types of schools and those types of players. Well, and to jump ahead a little bit, Guido, so the Travis Trickett, you know, we've been kind of following this news about um, – he is likely leaving. I think it's now official. He's becoming the offensive coordinator at South Florida. Right. Um, and Scoot, if I told, so a lot of people on Twitter I saw were like, oh, crap, you know. But Scoot, if I told you that his title was officially the WVU tight ends and inside receivers coach, like, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here, but is it the worst thing in the world? To lo- like, we're sitting here talking about an empty wide receivers room, and oh, by the way, both tight ends left. Or like, one, or I mean, one TJ Banks leaves. Yeah, I'm going to turn that around to you on you, Johnson, too, because we talk about all these wide receivers leaving, and if you look at the coaching staff, I, Scooty and I did this before the show started. If you look at the coaching staff, so Travis Trickett was tight ends and inside receivers. Right. right? So we've lost – a tight end, Banks. We've lost inside receivers, right? Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm and i not defending for sure, but I, all I'm saying is, like, I just wouldn't fret. Like, in the scheme of things right now, if, like, the, the offensive stat, the offensive coaching staff is not really, like, you know, burning a trail anywhere. So, if one, I mean, I hate – I think most people just look at Trickett anything – to do with WVU and they go, Oh crap. Well, I think it's the name. It's like, yeah, Oh it's crap. I'd rather not lose that guy. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm okay with it, but nothing right now is setting the world on fire. So here are my, my two issues, maybe, maybe a third issue. So one, we lost, um, I think his first name is Kirk Soraka, Soracha. Right. Yeah. Soracha is the yes. sauce. Soraka is the coach. <laughs> Soraka is the coach. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he was just an analyst. We didn't actually have him on the full fledged coaching staff. Yeah, You can't trust him with the key. Come on, you can't trust so, him to call yeah. Who's gonna? We can't. Who's gonna call? Who's gonna call tunnel screens? And uh, you know, come on. S- somebody has to go get the takeout for the for yeah, the offensive come on, coaching. So you can't staff. trust him with that. Yeah, PJ Fleck in the certi- the guaranteed certified right. uh, mortgage rate yeah, bowl. You're definitely getting a mortgage yes. bowl. Champion yeah, is <laughs> gonna trust him yeah. to run their offense. Right. Right. Okay. Right, so that's right. Okay, that's concern. We we didn't feel good with him, so no. we're gonna just let him do his thing and go somewhere else. Now, Travis Trickett, our inside receivers coach, and uh, I mean, that sounds like, to me, it sounds like, uh, I, I don't know, like a, a made-up position, to be honest with you, um, and tight ends coach, which you know how very heavy in the tight ends we, yeah. we throw to, right? Very we throw to focused. them often. Yes. Yes. Very focused. Um, 
he is now seen as a strong enough candidate to be an offensive coordinator at a larger school. I mean, it's not a power five conference school any longer, but it's still a notable school. Now, another part of the Travis Trickett is he was a huge recruiting powerhouse. Yes, for now us. that especially, is true. Right. Yes, especially is true. in Florida. Right. And WVU right. has had a long history of being able to recruit well in Florida, and it goes back well before Doc Holliday. But Doc Holliday was a big part of recruiting in Florida. Um, Cider. Rick Trickett yeah. was a big yeah, part Travis's of it. Yeah, Rick Trickett, um, big part of that. So, yeah, it's, did you say Juwan Cider? Yeah, right. Yeah, also a big part of that. So we've had a, a long kind of chain of great Florida recruiters. Uh I don't know that right. we have that any longer. All when right, Travis so goes. I was trying to feel okay about this, and now you've put me back to feeling terrible about it, so thank you. Yeah, I know. And now WVU announces today that Graham Harrell, USC offensive coordinator, former Texas Tech Red Raider quarterback, throwing back in the late aughts to Michael Crabtree, is now going to be the new offensive coordinator, and Gerard Parker gets demoted. He gets kicked down to being co-offensive coordinator. I don't know, guys. A lot of stuff is happening and changing. We'll talk more about it in the coming weeks, but I feel like right now, and like, and like, I appreciate you know, Mike being on the show last week, Mike Kazaza being on the show from 247 Sports here, sports.com. He seemed very positive. He, you know, he said positive things. I gotta be honest with you, I'm the one who's going negative into this next year, guys. Like, I, you I, recruiting is, yeah, because like, listen, we thought Neil Brown, recruiter, we thought he's bringing in guys that are like, recruiting's bad, coaching's bad. Like, what are we doing? Like, and I agree. Like, Last week, Mike was like, hey, this is this is why you hire the guy. He's This is his chance. This is his time to shine and turn it around. I just don't see it. And, and you know, signing day is February 2nd. You know, you're, there's a lot. This is, this is a heavy transfer portal time to sign, guys. You know, we should see a lot of JUCOs. We should see a lot of guys. We should hear a lot rumors of guys, at we, this we point. Will, we should, And I think. I think you will. I think starting this week and next week, you will you want a murmur, Scoot? More What's more a guy got to do to get a murmur around here? I mean – Right now, we're not even getting a But flutter. Guido, I would just say, okay, so I don't think you. I don't think recruiting's bad. I think recruiting's the only thing the staff's like hanging on to by their fingernails right now. I think, I agree with you, but I think that I think that verdict, I think that gavel comes down like Scoot's been saying, game four. I think that gavel comes down, and you say, okay, you know, Pitt. Uh, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Towson, can't that Kansas game so weird? Like Mike's right, Mike's yeah. right about that Kansas game. It's so weird. It's just hanging it's there. A it's trapped. It's a, it's a trap. Admiral Akbar, scoot. It's a trap. Tra- so I think I think Guido, you're right. You're on to it. But I think that gavel comes down game four. Like follow. Like if we end game four, we're two and two, and we beat Towson in Kansas or something. Then I'm like, man, what? Like what are well, we doing here? Well, what happens? What happens if if we're at game four? What happens if we're at game four and we're one? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so then I feel like all eyes on Shane Lyons, right? Because like, what, like, what are we doing? Because I think at that point it jumps, it jumps past Neil Brown. Like, it's not, it's not a Neil Brown problem anymore at that point. Do you feel comfortable with Neil Brown and his uh, vision for recruiting? Yeah, I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I guess. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't either? Do you feel good about Neil Brown as a game manager? 
Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't think there's I been mean, anything. I mean, there's some questionable, like, you know, maybe usage of timeouts and crap. But overall, I guess, yeah, I'm okay with that. You you are remembering that we started the yeah, second, second half of the half bowl game with a delay yeah, game. Feels, yeah, that feels bad. Yeah. And to go even deeper, Scooty, and you might be right. You might be exactly right. It might not even be hiring. He might be hiring the right guys. It might be a management issue. Because if you've got a Travis Trickett going to be an offensive coordinator and a Kirk Soraka who is uh, who's a, 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 a you know an analyst going to be an offensive coordinator, if you've got these guys that are getting these jobs but they're not performing or the team is not performing under them, maybe it's a management issue from him as a head but coach. But, Guido, what do you think? So, to me, I think there's things that, like, you know, wins and losses is where it comes down, right? But if we if if we see no transfer portal action, especially like I'm still torn on Mike. Mike brought up a good question last week, like wins and losses. Yeah, sure, but you got to figure out the quarterback, right? So we're going into year four. We still like have this weird quarterback. We don't like we're saying Nico, but to me it feels like almost unfair to lump all that on this kid. You know, do you hit someone in the in the portal and then? Do you so not only at QB, but like you know, we're talking about these wide receivers. So if you don't see any return on imports, scoot out, you know, out of the portal, and you head into the season and then you start laying a clunker in some of these early games, like I, I think you're gonna have a mutiny on your hands, is what I'm getting at. Like, WVU fans aren't stupid and they follow it closely. And, and I know we've got a lot of time before this happens, but. Have we seen anything that's made us feel like this is going the right way? We we have yet to I mean, win three I, games in a row. It, we haven't won right, three games. Here, we aren't going to go three and one. We're not going to go four and zero. Oh. We've never done that. And I, I, we don't have anything a, good coming Guido, back to help us re- do that. Guido, Guido, I, bought, I bought one of those little heaters. You know, they warm up your cocoa. I bought one of those to have at base camp. I'm, Listen. I'm, I'm sitting there. I got a nice comfy folding chair. I'm sitting with you at base camp. But here's the thing. No, I'm half tempted to pack my stuff <laughs> up and start going downhill. No, we've, we've reached high-pitched scoot voice. I'm going to trust of, the slide. Like, we've reached that level of. <laughs> that's the only thing that's steady in this thing slide. is the slide. Is that what you just said? Yes. Trust the slide. Hashtag trust the slide. I like it. Hashtag. I'm trusting the slide because that's the only thing reliable right now. Uh, like, <laughs> hashtag trust the slide is. I, I I'll tell you. Listen, and here's the deal. I will work if if we if we don't between now and February second. Signing day is February second. So February third. If things haven't changed, if we feel like we wait got a minute, nothing wait in a the minute, recruiting portal, February second is signing. February second, Groundhog Day. day. Groundhog, ground, Groundhog yes, Day. <laughs> Are yes. you kidding me? That's signing day? That's Tony Phil. What yes, else do we need? Is. This is the perfect situation. <laughs> Trust the slide. How apropos. Oh, my God. But yes. I, I, by February 3rd, I mean, I agree with you. And I, the more I thought about it this week, I th- I mean, I think you got to get a quarterback out of this transfer portal. I think you got to. But you look at the list of quarterbacks out there. Guys, there's nothing. There's well, it's ridiculous ever. to the point now. People Grant are Wells, talking up. Grant Wells, Grant Wells went to Virginia Tech. <laughs> the, He's going to be listen, their starting quarterback next year. The hottest name I've heard in the transfer portal for WVU is Tyson Bajan. Yeah. Or Bajan. I don't right. know how you say his last name. From Shepard. He was a, yeah, a D2 quarterback from Martinsburg. Well, but it is, <laughs> so, I mean, look, it is intriguing, right? I mean, that's where we're at with this. I like, guess, but is I that, know, like, do, you, do we, and here's, I've read some, like, forums and stuff for people, like, we we'll never know unless we give him a chance. Like we don't have time to give him a chance. Like if 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 we're trying to win right now, and if Neil Brown is trying to win right now, he can't take a chance on a D two quarterback to 
to no, help him win four games right. in the beginning of the season because those four games are probably you're the most important. Right. We don't have time for that. No, I, I ain't nobody got no. time for that. Lord <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, there's a fire. I will say, after uh, our hire today from USC, I did look back in the transfer portal. Jackson Dart looks pretty interesting from USC. So I don't know. Well, I, I, and, I and here's the thing. I, I, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting between now and signing day. It'll be interesting between. I mean, there's a there's a lot of downtime between signing day and April when they do the spring game and spring practices start. And I think that spring, this might be the most interesting spring game to watch in years because we have no idea like we don't know like Garrett Green is probably the front runner right now but what happens in that game and what happens in practices will make it really interesting so there's a lot to happen between I would like to start a rumor okay what's your what's your rumor Uh, Deuce McBride at the conclusion yes. of the, the NBA season, season okay. is going to come out for summer practice, <laughs> and he will be the starting quarterback for next year's team just for one year. Because he probably I, has some eligibility. I thought you were. Be fun. I thought fun. you were going to say that you expected Neil Brown to uh, to pull Jared Dagey out of the transfer portal. Oh God, that would oh, be man. the that worst. Would be her- no, my God. Please, that's not even funny, Johnson. That's not even a joke. Just, like, why do you even just say that? It wouldn't surprise me, I guess, is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, Lord. Well, uh, congrats. let's talk about some happy things here. Congratulations to Alonzo Adai. He got selected for the Hulu Bowl. Hula. Hulu? Hulu's a... I mean, <laughs> it's a, it could sponsor. be a Hulu Bowl. It could be. They should yeah, be the sponsor because it could be the Hulu Hula. Yeah. I can't even <laughs> say it. Say that. Say that, would you, Scooty? That's tough. Uh, so congratulations to him. Letty Brown, super congratulations to Letty Brown. He's going to the Combine, guys. So there'll be a reason for you to watch three days of uh, you know collegiate yeah. guys running around in Indianapolis. It'll be pretty interesting to see. So... Uh, congrats to him. Well, listen, guys, let's take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to start season three of Bluff the Fluff. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia owned and operated company specializing in high quality steel, fast opening, everyday carrying knives. You go to vortechknives.com today and use the code GYEO. You get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V O R T E K, knives.com. A West Virginia owned and operated company specializing in fast opening, high quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. Welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, find us online. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Got Your Ears. You can also search for us on Facebook and find us there. Guys, Johnson, congratulations. Two years in a row, you have been the Bluff the Fluffs champion. I will say it has come down two years in a row to like December. Like you don't run away with it. It's been pretty close the whole no, time. It's Johnson. a, it's a grind scoots. Uh, he's a world-class competitor. And so it, you know, you gotta, you gotta play a full season. You're, there's no weeks uh, off. Listen, you guys are big WWF, WWE fans. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, mean no, at, at one the, time I was, yeah. You know the secret behind that when you were yeah, eight, right. Do you know, the, do you know the secret behind why it's so successful? 
Because it's scripted. It's scripted, right? So I have been scripted to be the loser. Uh, Apparently, my agent's not good enough to get me, you know, top billing on this bluff the fluffs. I mean, I will say, Scooty, we took um, we took precautions. We took we made changes last year to try to make you feel better about it. We've we brought in an intern. The intern writes all of the bluff the fluffs. He literally wrote one about the things you said specifically you wanted i mean come on what else is he supposed to do scoot he's biased we know it he's biased biased. well clone dog our intern cloney he uh wrote us another one this week to to kick off season three of bluff the fluffs here and uh this one uh we finished with the scooty edition we start with the Johnson edition of Ooh, I like it. Love the Fluffs. Oh, no. It's a oh, Winchester, oh, Virginia no. stuff. Nope. It's even better. It's about Excel spreadsheets, fabric, oh drinking water. That's because pump. that's what you said, Scoot. <laughs> he took exactly what you said last show or whatever. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, what is fat what is fabric? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. It says fabric. Hey. Are you a fabric? No, I, don't. I think John he likes Scoot, a fine Scoot linen. Scoot said fabric and clone dogs running he, with it. I think he likes a fine linen. <laughs> Scoot said hair product, which I take offense to. <laughs> like this is absurd. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just read what the man sends me. Clone dog has his ear to to the to the ground scoot and you should feel good that he takes exactly what you say and he tries to put them in these questions so there's no way you he, he doesn't yeah there's no way you can complain about this uh, i mean i i know those things too that's the sad thing is i'm the reason why i'm friends with johnson is because we share a lot of the same things <laughs> oh yes i mean uh, you this are, feels good to me too <laughs> i know I mean, you are a fabric yeah, and i mean you sh- certainly know your excel so i mean that's this, right well uh, yeah right you are Microsoft certified. Uh, all right. So as always, guys, nothing has changed. A correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth 10 points. And final bluff is worth 25 points. Before we started, we had a complete and total random flip of the coin. And Johnson, you came out first because it's the Johnson edition. <laughs> all right. I'll take it. I'll I mean, take it. We'll go with that. All right. Here we go. First question is to you, Johnson. In 1982, Microsoft launched their first spreadsheet program. What was this early version of Microsoft Excel named? Was it Microsoft Excellent, Multiplan, Cells, or Gates? Ooh, I feel like I should know this, Scoot, but uh, I I don't really know the answer to this. I'm, I'm going to go with Cells. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Scooty, for 10 points and the steal... Was it Microsoft Excellence, Microsoft Multiplan, Microsoft Gates? I'm going to go with a play off the words there, I guess, and go with Excellence, Microsoft Excellence. I'm sorry, that's incorrect as well. Nobody gets any points. The correct answer is Microsoft Multiplan. Ooh, okay. That's what the first sounds one is. stupid. I don't know. <laughs> that's not very good Did you for say marketing that purposes. stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scoots is like Scoots like I'm calling Bill Gates telling that idea from uh, 1982 listen, was stupid. You're That's a stupid not a idea you had in 82. Genius there, Gates. I don't know how you made billions of dollars, you fool. Yeah. You fool. Uh all right. So no correct answers there. The score is still zero zero. Scooty, this next question is back to you. 
1963, the Kansas City Athletics owner, Charlie Finley, dropped the famed white elephant mascot for this animal. Was it the rhino, the black bear, the mule, or the tiger? I think this is maybe a closet reason as to why I like them. I'm going to go with the rhino. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It was not the rhino. Johnson for 10 points and the steal. Was it the black bear, the mule, or the tiger? Man, this is tough. Um, I feel like Clinton's really like dug an obscure thing up here. I'm going to go with the mule. That's correct. It was the mule for 10 points and the steal. Johnson, uh, a famed Oakland Athletics fan. Now, they brought the elephant back at some point, obviously. Yeah. There's no more mule now. Right. And the white elephant thing, I mean, that goes way back to, like, Connie Mack. So I, but I didn't know about this mule stuff, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you'll definitely have to check that out. Well, congratulations, Johnson, on guessing mule. Uh, you got 10 points and the steal right there. And this next question is back to you. In the Netflix original series, Stranger Things, Steve the Hare Harrington worked for this ice cream parlor. Was it Baskin Robbins, Yum Yum Shop, Dairy Queen, or Scoops Ahoy? Oh, man. <laughs> this is so obscure. <laughs> I'm going to go with Scoops Ahoy. That's correct. For five points, Scoops Ahoy is the right answer, Johnson. Congratulations. Do you watch Stranger Things on Netflix? I've seen, like, yeah, the first two seasons. Yeah, all right. So Johnson knows things. Scooty, never watched it. Never. Really? Never. If it's got science, it's probably got science fiction in it. Oh, come on. I mean, for, uh, I don't know, I don't know how people feel about it now, but like a year or two ago, it was like the thing to watch, Scoot. Yeah, no, no. All right, Scoot, this next question is to you. Hunted by conquistadors and dubbed the Silk of the New World, this is considered to be the most expensive fabric in the world. Is it cashmere, vicana wool, leopard fur, or Italian cotton? Hmm. Well, you say Italian conquistadors? I just said hunted by conquistadors. Hunted by conquistadors. I was going to say, Italians were not conquistadors. Uh, I'm going to go with cashmere. It's very soft. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson, is it vicuna wool, leopard fur, or Italian cotton? I'm going to go with wool. That's he knows correct. his fabrics. He knows for, his fabrics. He knows his fabrics for 10 points in the steal. Johnson takes crushed. the lead. 25 to nothing. I don't know I thought, Johnson's stuff as well as he knows his stuff. I know, Scoot. I really thought you'd pick Italian cotton, but, uh, you know. Uh, come on, really like, a a cuisine, uh, <laughs> like a cuisine. <laughs> like a cuisine, though. Like a cuisine. All right. Take care, brush your hair. Come on, Scoot. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson has a commanding lead, 25 to nothing, and this next question is back to him. Getting whooped. You are getting whooped in this first game. Johnson. Chipotle. <laughs> his eyes perked up. He got, I wish the, the listeners could see his face. <laughs> he said, Ch, you start, Ch, and his, he starts like twitching his head left and right on head on a swivel, noses up in the air trying to sniff. Chipotle, a burrito favorite for upstanding citizens. 
I like how we're all three hearing these for the first time. <laughs> well, he literally said it to me like 10 minutes before I got on there, so I didn't get you. All right, here we go. Chipotle, a burrito favorite for upstanding citizens and above-average basketball players and all-around good guys, had this fast food restaurant as a majority investor back in 1999. Was it Arby's, Burger King, McDonald's, or Chili's? Which one of those was an investor of Chipotle? Oh, man. I feel like we've even talked about this at one time before. I'm trying to remember. I, I'm going to say McDonald's. That's correct. McDonald's was an investor of Chipotle back in 1999. Uh, does that change your opinion of Chipotle, Johnson? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's not like they're, uh, well, I don't know, Scoot. Do you think they're making like McNuggets in their burrito bowls and stuff like that? Well, I'm going to say there's a lot of cross-pollinization. Okay. What's that mean? I'm just trying to make Johnson feel gonna, bad about his Chipotle love. Uh, spe- the special sauces used in I'm the just Big Mac say and the sh- in yeah. the head chefs get together and they share recipes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know, Scooter. You're in a position where this is almost an insurmountable lead right now. Johnson has the lead 30 to nothing. This last question before Final Bluff comes back to you. You have to get it to even make this a possible that you win this. No pressure, Scoot. After a four-year review, the National Resource Defense Council determined that this percentage of bottled water is just simply tap water. Is it 5, 15, 25, or 35 percent? I'm going to say 25 percent, Guido. 25. That's correct. For five points, 25 percent. Of bottled water is just simply tap water. Scooch, you were sweating there a little bit, weren't you? Well, I'm, I'm catching on to young Guido's. Uh, so the the educator in me is catching on to how Guido is choosing his correct answer. Okay. So I'm, I'm on to something, All I right. think. All right. So here's the sitch, guys. Johnson has a 25-point lead, 30-5, to five, going into Final Bluff, which is worth... 25 points so you could tie it up there is a tiebreaker if necessary guys as always we ask you to have buzzers to buzz in for final bluff scooty what's your buzzer this week fiji <laughs> fiji fiji the water of champions right scooty what are they that's right does, it, does fiji have a slogan uh yes if you have a lamborghini are you gonna give it that low-grade stuff then <laughs> That's why you should drink a Fiji. Oh, I don't think that's their slogan. I think you're making that up. All right, so uh, Johnson, uh, what's your buzzer for this week? Burrito bowl. <laughs> that might be what juxt- we're playing in next very, year. It's very juxtaposition. Yeah, we might be in the old burrito bowl next year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with no football I mean, to watch. How how excited would you guys be? That's if, actually uh, genius, Scoot. You you know we're gonna go by that quickly, but we need to stop it. Like if Chipotle was really paying attention, yes, something would be yes. called the first annual Chipotle, Chipotle Burrito Bowl. Like it'd be yes. that's per, that's a perfect. That bowl. is a perfect name for a bowl. The Chipotle I mean, Burrito come on, Bowl. Get on that Chipotle. Yeah. 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 Come on, Chipotle. Where are you? Think Maybe if they bit. talk to their silent partner McDonald's. And the byline <laughs> would be like in small print, it would say much better than Kudobo. Is what it would say. No, it would never say that. Yeah, it would it would, never that's say what that. it would say. <laughs> they know better. They don't say oh things that aren't gosh. true. We could do a whole segment on how much that you guys disagree on the Qdoba and the Chipotle argument here. So, if either would like to sponsor our show, please reach out to our DMs. 
in uh, in in Johnson's defense, aren't there only like four Qdobas in the whole world? Right. Like, no, no, I feel like no, I, I like no. you only see them like every other yeah. like, very popular. state, and they're very in popular. weird places. Yes, yeah, very popular. All right. Anyways, we have a game show we're playing here, guys. Let's get it together. Number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. Yes. I mean, we we got to be more professional about this. Come on, sorry. Guys. All right, here we go. Final bluff, 25 points. Scoot, you can tie it up if you get it right. In 1984, West Virginia University's George Ann Wells became the first woman to do this in a collegiate basketball game. Was it hit a three-pointer, score 50 points, dunk, or play for the men's basketball squad? Burrito bowl. Johnson? Did you just grunt at me? Scoot. <laughs> he did great. He absolutely grunted. He was breathing. I was just breathing. Are you, are you angry? We'll see. George Ann Wells, I believe, dunked a basketball. That's correct for 25 points and the win, 55 to 5. Johnson got that one right. Congratulations, Johnson. Thanks. It's uh, step one on the road to hashtag three-peat. Three-peat. Hashtag three-peat for Johnson. Scooty, are you nervous? I mean, it's very early. No, I'm not nervous. Never nervous. Come on. A guy that's, wearing, right. a, a guy that's wearing a hat that has a chicken on a surfboard is not nervous. That's right. Yes, this is That's true. That's right. He, he currently has a hat that has a chicken on the surfboard. All right. Well, congratulations, Johnson. You win the first game of the season three of Bluff the Fluffs on your way to a three-peat, as you say. And uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you to Cloney for writing what I would say is a phenomenal, a phenomenal Bluff the Fluffs, guys. Yeah, it was. Good job, Clone. I mean, it was good. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, Scooty, what do you what would you hope for in a in a first? Because you know, if you list something off, you're gonna get five questions I mean, about it. If he could throw early in some 80s, 90s baseball yeah, cards, uh, maybe some uh, early 90s baseball players, uh, maybe some uh, late 80s, early 90s uh, sitcoms, most notably Family Ties, and uh, who's the boss? Things. Urkel said, "I feel I feel like uh, maybe cloning next week. I mean, you guys should probably do a little research. I have a feeling next week might be a Bob Saget. Uh, might be a Bob Saget. Oh, it the could. Fluffs, guys. Could be a it, full it house. Could. Yes. R.I.P. Bob Saget, Danny Tanner. Sorry, you're. Uh, well, you'll be missed. All right, guys. Well, listen, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with our final segment. It's a segment where we let Scooty go out on the internet and find the stupidest thing he can find. It's a little segment we like to call. I can't believe my ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On." Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio. You'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. Welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guino here along with Scoot and Johnson. And listen, don't forget, check out our website. It's sort of the hub of everything, Johnson. It is the hub, Guido. We post uh, each show each week on the site and blog form, so you can click on all the links that we include there if you want to check out stuff further. You can 
play the latest episode via the TuneIn link right on the sidebar on the site. So check that out. And if you click through to the merch store, anything you buy in the GYEO merch store uh, helps us contribute to the Coach Hugs fish fry. So check it all out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Got your ears on. Com. Well, every so often we let Scooty go out in the world of the internet and find something that is completely crazy. And that's a segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scoot? Well, guys, um, have you guys ever sold anything to make money on like your own? Like online or like? Could be, yeah, I could be online, probably yeah. online. Have you ever sold anything yeah, I've online? Yeah, sure. Facebook Marketplace, sold things online, yeah. Craigslist, Facebook, back in the day. E- yeah, eBay, yep. stuff like that. Did you make a lot of money off of it? I wouldn't say a lot. I would say there's yeah. never been a situation where I've made a lot of money. No. I would say the same. Well, tonight's story, uh, this is about a woman who made $200,000 okay. selling something online. One thing? Okay. One thing? The same thing many times. The same thing okay. many times. Okay. All right. Uh, each cost $1,000. Okay. So she sold 200 of these. 200. Right. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 200, or 200 of these items. Of these. Great, great. Well, $200,000. So 200. Yes, yeah, you're right. 200,000 of these items. Johnson, check our math. You're <laughs> the, the math guy. No, you Do- said it. You, <laughs> you said it right the first it. time. 200. $1,000. Yes. $1, yes, I'm H. sorry. Right. right. Yes. Okay. So way better than Guido or I have ever done yes, selling I've stuff never. on yes. Facebook Marketplace well, or eBay. Listen, you guys have been selling the wrong stuff. Okay. All right. Because Stephanie Matto, who also is of 90 Day Fiance fame, oh, okay. made $200,000 selling jars of farts. Oh. <laughs> She farted into a jar and sold it on the internet. Oh my god! Like with uh, with like a um, is it kind of like when I used to get like a you know a signed baseball and they would give me like a certificate of authenticity? Yeah, Johnson, when you got that signed baseball, did you smell it a little bit when you got it? I mean, it it occurs to me now. Maybe I needed to inspect it further. I don't. Let me tell you. She only did this for two months. Okay. $200,000? Okay. In two months. Well, who wants this? Here's... The, I okay. Don't, I don't uh, know. People. Apparently. People do. Apparently people do. And... I didn't know there was um, a market for this. Well, it ended up going badly for her. The only reason why she did it for two months and not longer is because she ended up being hospitalized. Oh, okay. Because she thought she was having a heart attack. Uh, she just had bad gas. <laughs> <laughs> this is she so she went to the hospital uh she thought she had like i said she thought she was having a heart attack but it turned out to be a dangerous buildup of gas inside her body <laughs> okay. from her flatulence inducing now, diet Scooter, you're a big fan you're a big fan of the 90 day fiance correct <laughs> i was a big farter you're- i am not a big farter <laughs> but i am a fan of 90 day fiance that uh correct. do you know this character do you are you familiar with i this do kid? know i do i am familiar with her yeah she had a relationship with a girl in Australia. Okay. She went to Australia, um, and she actually lives in Connecticut. In your, in your, the, like, the farter. <laughs> in my area. Yes. She lives currently in Woodbury, Connecticut. But so, hold on a second, Scoot. So, the farties would, yes. would buy 
the farter a jar of farts. That? Is that people who buy I farts guess. are called farties? Is that what they're That's called? That's what I'm, I'm yes. dubbing them farties. Yes. They paid $1,000 for a jar of fart. It also had a couple of uh, flower petals. Oh, well, of course, <laughs> it of course did. it did. It's a vener- it's a veritable potpourri at that point. Oh yes. my god! Well, so I guess she. Uh, what I'm understanding you to mean is like all of a sudden this catches on. She's like kind of like when you're at the manufacturing facility and they're like, "Hey, when you need to up, you need to like you need to increase production." She started eating like like a ton of beans or something like to like, um, yeah, she had a diet of, uh, like Brussels sprouts and like what I'm, I mean, um, it was a diet of yogurt, eggs and beans. Ooh. Okay. Why do, why do I now never want to eat that in the, in the close just don't eat, just eat other things as this, well this culture of like people buying things that don't exist drives me crazy like this nft like <laughs> i just can't believe yes, this i think worked. she is now she's like selling nfts of these farts or something. <laughs> i just too, can't right? believe this worked 200 times like i can't believe this was a thing 200 well, she's playing off her her fame from being on the show otherwise i don't think listen i like you johnson you ain't selling 200 jars of your own farts. I mean, it feels like I didn't know there was a market for this. I mean, listen, if Cloney keeps writing these scripts for the can't believe or for the bluff, the fluffs, maybe you will have some notoriety and your farts right? will increase in value. I mean, feel, I mean, it <laughs> has to start somewhere, is this, right? Is this like, I mean, a, is like, like I when you get baseball cards grading, you got to send them off to whatever that is, PSA or whatever well, that company I, is, that you, your farts get graded and like, oh, this is a I, 9 out of 10. This is near premium, mint condition. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think, I think now uh, if Johnson were to get into this business, he'd have to list it as, uh, you know, 2021 Bluff the Fluff champion, Scott Johnson right. farts. That was that's what would be on the label, I guess. Yes, right. That that is completely ridiculous. Uh, don't get any ideas. Where was she? Me. Where was she selling this? By the way, uh, uh, well, interesting enough, it was through an adult uh, <laughs> oh an adult content site okay. called Unfiltered. Right. I'm already sorry. I asked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you asked. No, wait, no, no, no. Why I did lied, I, I lied. ask? She, that I lied. That's not where why she did sold you ask this question? I'm not really sure where she. Sold I mean, where, I, like, first I of all, we don't I want to direct any of our listeners to such right. sites. Don't, don't, yes, just right. don't do it. Don't, don't do this. Like, yeah, I, right. that's not where she sold them. I don't know where she sold them. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Facebook uh, Marketplace. I just I think that goes in the list of things that I would not purchase online. Like there are no. things that I don't purchase online. Well, That'd listen, be you've them. been to knickknack shops. Uh, Johnson and I have gone to not together, but we have gone to uh, Callahan's. Uh, oh, Calabash. In Calabash, North yeah. Carolina, they've got the big gift shop, and a lot of WVU fans have been there right. because West Virginia is very popular in that area. Um, they've got the little jars of. Uh, what? Uh, Myrtle Beach Air yeah. and Emerald Isle Air, right. and that's right. And yeah, that's kind of what this is. Except it's, it's like on uh, that same farts. shelf. It's like on yes. that same shelf. It's you, just you. Do you want the air from I don't know Nags Head, right? Or do you want the air from uh, Stephanie Motto's behind? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I have Your so choice. many. Take I have so many questions that I don't even want to ask because I don't want answers for them. Like, I really, I'm at a point now where I don't want to know. I like this. Goody, this 90 Day Fiance show, it churns out like nothing but crazy people, pretty much. Well, the the whole premise is you're. I don't know how stable you are to be on the show in the first place, right? You're you're finding uh, a loved one through most likely an internet source overseas and a lot of times these people don't speak the same languages right <laughs> so when they get in person it's weird because i think there's like electronic devices where like if i say something to you in french i can type it in french but it comes back to me in english right. so i can understand right, it translate. but when we get in person and i don't speak no french that's a bad time. Well, wasn't this the show that also had the guy that like had no neck and yes. stuff? Like, yes. wasn't that the same show? Big Ed. That's I've big never Ed. watched this, <laughs> but I feel like names, I feel like you're a connoisseur of this show. Like, you really? I watch the show. I watch and, it. What? I watch and here's, it. And here's the part that gets me, Johnson. It'll suck you in. It'll suck you in. Next thing you know, yeah, you're right? buying jars of farts <laughs> online. Like I. I know we've got some listeners that are big 90 Day Fiance fans. We probably have spurred a couple of them to go look for these farts. Here's, here's the thing that gets me every time, Johnson. Scooty, what, what channel is this on? Oh, TLC. Come on. T TLC. Johnson, you remember what TLC was in the late 90s when we were kids? Yeah, I mean, it was the learning like, channel, TLC, right. the learning channel. Like, yeah. are we learning things about 90 Day? What are we teaching what America are we teaching now, America Scoot? Now? Like, uh, I think they used to have. They were also known for the Baby Story. Do you remember the show, The Baby Story? I do not. When when Guido just said TLC, you know what popped into my head though? What was the like he, uh, trading no spaces or oh, I thought you meant the, the group. like the you know when the what was the guy Ty? What's his face? Oh, Pennington. Yeah. Popular. Yeah, the on extreme there. home yeah, makeover. That's been like twenty years ago, though, right? right. Like when that was fifteen, no, now, twenty years now ago. Now we just uh, TLC. You know, the Learning Channel. It's like Sister Wives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thousand Pound Sisters <laughs> or whatever like, that is called. Scooty's got it Guido, locked in. Look, that's like one of his top channels, right there. I know, but but look, Guido, this is just a view into the window of Sc Scoot. Loves a good. I tell him this all the time. He does the same thing with humor. He loves a good uncomfortable situation that listen, is I'll put, I, listen, I'm not an awkward situation <laughs> like the the cringier the better that like loves That's, it uh, scoot i would normally thank you for bringing me uh can't believe my ears this week i think i gotta go find somewhere to throw up so <laughs> <laughs> be and then throw up. i gotta go pee and then throw up all right guys well, listen we should probably wrap it up for this week what a ridiculous way to end a show but everything is ridiculous right now so who knows wvu's got two games coming up this week tuesday against oklahoma state that game is on espnu it's in morgantown 9 p.m tip on that game saturday we play kansas nationally televised on cbs that's a 130 tip off huggins looking for his first win in allen Fieldhouse ever before he goes into the hall of fame uh so make sure you tune in for that and listen guys look for us online you can find us on instagram and twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also search for us on Facebook and check out our website, gotyourearson.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. <laughs>